All right, let's go. It's Sunday Pour. We're back here on a Tuesday night recording. Uh, day after the national championship, we saw Kansas crowned on a Monday night um, in New Orleans in the largest comeback in NCAA championship history. Uh, we have uh, baseball opening day coming this week. We have the Masters coming this week. It is a big-time week uh, if you're a sports fan, and we'll do our best to get you ready for it. So, Ant, let's get rolling. How are you doing today, my man? Um, let's start with Kansas. What do you think about Kansas last night? Uh, you know what? Felt a little bad for Carolina's players, not the fans. Uh, <laughs> yep. Felt bad. Felt a little bad for Carolina's players. Felt like uh, it, lo- it looked like they had. It. I thought Candace was dead at the half. Um, but I mean, just Candace came out second half, just like they did against Miami, and just I-, I was waiting all tournament for UNC for like the well to run dry. And yeah. Finally, in the second half for the national title game, probably the worst possible spot. Uh, shots just didn't fall. Love was cold. Davis was cold. And Kansas got hot, so uh, and Kansas yeah. played really great deed in the second half too. Tightened them up. There, yeah, there's and and Carolina even came out a little bit tight too. I mean, like early on in the in the half, they took some bad shots, uh, missed missed some bad shots. They there was like the inbounds play where the kid slipped out of bounds, and that's I mean that's just nerves. I like, got something you probably never do. You probably never did in his entire career since he was like pee wee basketball. And he steps out of bounds, and that was just one of the turnovers like on the way to that whatever it was, 18-0 run or whatever it was in the second half. Um, but, yeah, really tough to run with Kansas. They just yeah, – you can't keep up that pace. I mean, Carolina tried to in the second half, and they, they went – like you said, they went really cold. Could not keep up. I mean, there was guys puking on the court, just not ready for it, not ready for that kind of action. So, never a good uh, sign. That and was they, a bold move, puking all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Bill Ross used to puke before – before games, um, a la what's his name, Willie Beeman, but uh, but you know those Bill, Bill Russell had nerves and it would go out and win championships. So Steve good. Nebraska also puked before games. Oh yeah, that's uh, Yankees pitcher. He's in good company. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was just uh, Kansas looked like Kansas in the second half, and there was just no no stopping them. Really, really good squad. But yeah, Carolina. It was a fun ride for them. I'm sure they were not a typical eight seed. They had a tough season. I mean, those players, I don't know. I got to know the draft rankings, but I'd be surprised if three of those guys aren't in the league, at least maybe four of those guys are in the league at some point. Yeah, I don't know who's declaring. I know Love and Davis, the guards are sophomores, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure if there's a senior in the bunch. Maybe the big man who rolled his ankle on a fucking they, loose they floorboard. Yeah, what was that? No I mean, what together. is that? Let's go. Jesus, slipping yeah. all over the place. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just uh, picked the wrong time to play a tough, tough uh, – and Kansas played great. I don't want to take it away from them. But uh, this, the shots just stopped, stopped going in. And uh, Kansas' depth – I mean, Kansas just – I don't know if Kansas is deep or if they just – like. Remy Martin in that first half looked drunk. <laughs> yeah. His shots yeah. were so off. Yeah. I was like, look at this fucking guy. He thinks he's still in Arizona State. What are you doing, <laughs> man? I mean, he the only shot he made was a banked three. Yep, yep. And then he comes out in the second half, and he was un, 
unbelievable. Yeah. Could not miss. Corner yeah. threes. He was he was unreal. And the little white point guard was great in the second half. And then McCormick, well, I don't know how he didn't win the MLP, but I mean, I guess that's just window dressing. Yeah. Uh, he had the biggest shot of the game there at the end uh, to put him up three, the turnaround. Uh, yeah, it just it just felt like Candace just too many weapons. And this felt like Carolina kind of ran out of gas playing just the same Absolutely. five guys. It just felt like the tank was kind of empty and that was it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I got um, somebody today at work was complaining that it was an ugly game. Like, what kind of game was that? Like, first of all, it was a great game. Like, I don't think that's like on the view of anybody who actually watched it and understands like the very basics of basketball. But that was a great game. It was a very exciting game. Yeah, he, both teams made runs. I mean, yeah, he was, like, no, he was like, nobody can make a shot. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, so, there's multiple runs of like 15 points or more. Yeah, it's also college basketball. Like, if you're in it for the shot. Right, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's college hoops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. If you're, you're obviously watching your first college game of the season on, a, on, on Championship Monday if uh, you're complaining with the shot making. Yeah, so, I mean, Candace uh, – I mean, I think the right team won. I do, even though yeah. I thought they were dead at the half. I really thought they were dead. I thought it was just Kansas being Kansas there because they got hit with a right hand there at the end of the first half. And yeah. uh, I mean, to give them credit, they responded. Remy Martin responded, McCormick, and uh, yeah, answered the bell. So yeah, put, a bow, put a bow on the season. Self now in rarefied air. Yeah, absolutely. One of uh, 15 or 16 coaches. Now his next step is to you win one more, your royalty. Yeah. Never thought, never thought he would reach this kind of level, but it's unbelievable. Um, that when he kind of bucks expect, our own expectations, not that we're, you know, we're the best handicappers, this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, unbelievable to see him in that kind of rarefied air. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Let's see if he gets one more. Oh, it's, still, it's still pretty rare. Yeah. No. No. no it's, it's got. He's got a long. Hey, he can't be. He can't be that old. He's not sixty, right? Uh, late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. He's not that old. No, he's no. got he's got time. He's got another like ten years, I would say. Coaching. Let's see. It's going to be a race between him and Wright to see who could get to uh, three. Fifty nine years old. Fifty nine. There you go. Because right now he's you know Hall of Fame, all that, but. You know, he's on like a he's on a list with like Billy Donovan and Denny Crum. Like you go one step up, we're talking. Yeah. Knight, Calhoun, Roy Williams. It's like yeah. let's let's see who can get to that's royalty. Yeah. Next come back Shazewski. Jay Wright is sixty. Jay Wright. Yeah, so yeah, they both got they both got some time. Yeah. Not sure. And those, and those are those are the guys, right? We talked about it last show. Like those are the guys right now, self and right. Yep. yep. And there's yep. a few other guys who like hold that stature, but they don't have they don't have the two, like you know, Izzo, Kalapari. Mm. So it's a new it's a new crop now. Although I, you know, Jay Williams is already talking about K coming back. He mentioned that on his radio show. He does a he does a radio show with like Keyshawn and. <laughs> There's what so awful, much. What an awful show. There's so <laughs> there's no there's no uh, lack of former athletes on these shows. 
Molag. I mean, there's obviously there's a million podcasts. If we have a podcast, yeah, everybody, everybody has a podcast. But you know, I wonder like just what the market is for like a Jay Wright, Keyshawn Johnson show. <laughs> so yeah, weird. I think there's a third person in there too. I can't think of who it is. It might only be that Jerry. Jay, Jay, what's it? Jay Wright, Jay Williams. Jay Williams, yeah, Jay Williams, who's by the day is inching up my like hate, you know, top Duke hated players. Oh, he embarrassed himself at Coach K's last game. It's all you about it. He embarrassed himself. He was like doing like the timeout, like for you know, calling for the timeout when Coach K wasn't like shrugging to all the other former players there. Like, fuck you, man. Yeah, he seems like a dipshit, Jay. Well, is it, yeah. Remember, remember when uh, was it? Do, do the Celtics have a black coach now? They have a black coach. I don't know who the Celtics coach is right now. Well, regardless, I think they hired a, a coach who was black, and Jay Williams tweeted something like, "Oh, the great for the Celtics to finally hire a black coach," like completely forgetting <laughs> about Doc Rivers. And he did and ML, then after, did, ML, did ML Carr coach the Celtics too? Yeah, I, I might be fucking up the story. No, but, but even have, still, have, like, even still, like, you're, right, you're, you have to go back as far as ML Carr if that's right. Yeah. Bill Russell may have even coached him. I don't even oh, know. Yeah, he's, right. he's a, play, player he's a coach. fucking player coach, yeah. And then, uh, like, after he tweeted that, he claimed he got hacked. Oh, nice. He's dipshit, Jay Williams. Like, come on, man. Have a little humility. Just be like, ah, I fucked up. Make a joke. No, he doesn't have it in him. (laughs) No, he doesn't. He doesn't. No self-awareness from Jay Williams. So, that's when I realized he was an asshole, when he couldn't just poke fun at just saying something. That was just completely wrong. I mean, we all fuck up, Jay Williams. You know what I mean? You put a microphone in someone's face. <laughs> Russell for three years. Casey Jones for five years. Uh, <laughs> ML Carr for three years. <laughs> Doc Rivers for nine years. <laughs> yeah, th- about time. I hope I have that right. I think he said it about the Celtics. It, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Uh, also, one last thing about uh, last night. A little bit of a bad beat. At the end of the game, there. I mean, if oh man, yeah, yeah. If you if you had the four, if you had Kansas with the four, you're counting on those free throws at the end of the game, and uh, the kid steps out of bounds, just ruins everybody's everybody's bet, everybody's fucking slip, like right there. Um, I mean, it was a one and one, so it wasn't a guarantee, but no, but that's all. That's all you had to hang your head on at that point. That's you know what you're banking on. So oh yeah, you're one free throw from pushing and two from obviously covering so yeah that was a tough beat uh yeah that, i did have that right about jay williams uh udoka this guy who's the coach now he's the sixth uh head head coach of color for the celtics so could not have been more wrong about time yeah yeah so you're right he's uh yeah uh, stamp it he's a dipshit dipshit yeah for yeah. sure for sure uh i can't yeah, i can't wait for next season that's what I was, I was already looking at, like, the Feast Week tournaments. There's, like, a million of them next year. <laughs> Battle for Atlantis. I was just, like, seeing who's playing where. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> um, before we get into baseball, I got to run something by it for my vacation. I mean, we didn't really talk a lot about this. but um, Oh, yeah. I, I, I probably should have had notes ready to go, but maybe next show. For baseball? I, I – well, that specifically, that I could wing. I meant like vacation questions. Oh, no, well, there's not much. I haven't been at work to prepare for the podcast. That's where I do my preparation. 
Oh, man. Your over-unders are going to be really just winging the over-unders? I literally, yeah, it's going to be a wing job. Oh, man. All right. It's going to be a wing. I got some notes. All right. Um, so there was, like, one day where we, were, we went to, like, like there's outlets that my wife wanted to go to. So we brought the kids, whatever, we're walking around. It was really, like, I don't know, fancy-type stores and shit like that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go find a bar. And being the father that I am, I took my daughter along with me. Yes. <laughs> and we sat at the bar and she had a Shirley Temple and I was like, I, was, I wanted something like, like refreshing. So I wanted like, I had like a Florida type spritzer type drink before I had a beer just because I wanted to do something, I don't know, just something different. So I sat down, I'm drinking it and um, my daughter's there and uh, you know, we're like talking, playing, whatever. And this is like, I don't know, two o'clock on a Tuesday or something. Oh, yeah. It's vacation. Yeah, yeah. you're loud. No, no, no. I've, I've done that um, at my work days. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, not about, it's not about that. It was, it was just about like the, the setting at the bar. Like, you know, it's not like a packed bar. And there's like another guy there. He starts like spring conversation on me. Ugh. You know, ask him. He's like, oh, you know, how old is she? You know, I got a son her age, this and that. My wife's pregnant, but my, you know, my in-laws are in town. So I, I, you know, I'm going to play golf with some guys, whatever. Goes on, eventually gives me like his fucking life story. Like what he does. Like he came, like my wife had like came in for a drink and he came over and like sat next to her. He's like, do you mind if I do this? And we're like, no, whatever. But you know, like. I'm so uncomfortable listening to this. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I know. And he was like, oh man, it's like, you're so cool. Like uh, my wife would not be as cool as you. I think he's talking about me having my daughter at the bar. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. So I've never seen my wife drink a drink as fast as she drank this drink that she got. She pounded it. I was like, all right, I gotta go. Like, See you later. <laughs> she was on her way and like left me without with you. Oh, without you. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, that's I, the way you got to. That's the way you got to be. Yeah. yeah no, I still wanted to drink anyway. So, um, so he's he's sitting there and he's he's just again just telling me his life story and and eventually he's just like man he's like wife's pregnant man he's like it's not going so good. I was like oh no he's like oh, yeah he's like things are. God. He's like, we fight all the time now. I'm like, I was about to call this guy's marriage over before you even got to this part. <laughs> this guy, so this guy lived in my like lives in Miami, and he was headed up to Palm Springs or something to golf with some buddies for a couple of days. <clears throat> so like, yeah, he was getting away like from the home home base or whatever. And uh, just what bar? What bar was this? Was it like a chain bar? Or is this like a uh, what kind of? It was some Italian restaurant in this. In this, like, in, in these outlet places, it wasn't like a Applebee's. It might be like a chain Italian restaurant. I mean, not like Sparrows, but like, uh, yeah, it was a well, well, was like, you know, tried to be fancy place. Um, and I think like across from it was like a PF Chang's, and there's one okay. other, and there's one other place there that I could have tried. Of course, I, I picked the Italian one, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, man, he's like, I just gotta. I got to beg for it at home now. She doesn't want to touch me. I'm like, oh, are you telling me this, man? Like, why are we having this conversation right now? This is not at all what I want to be talking about. I mean, she's pregnant. She obviously gave it up once. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, oh my God, you know, peaks and valleys, man. You know, you'll be all right. And that I give him just, just giving him the, every cliche in the book. He's like, oh, I'm yeah, now, bro. Cinemax, Cinemax, man. Come on. <laughs> Fire it up at night. Oh, my God. I made up for it. Actually, we went out to dinner on Tuesday night. I made up for it. There were, we, we ate at like a seafood restaurant at a bar. It was just me and my wife. The kids had somebody watching them. Mm-hmm. And I uh, made up for it at that bar. We ran to a couple. These kids walked in. They were like stoned out of their minds. Like they said, they said, our next was they were stoned, you know, like out of their tits. And uh, they were very cool. Like we had asked them like what something on their plate was. And I'm like, yeah, try it. And they sent it over. Like I bought them a drink because they were just like very polite, very nice guys. And they sent over. There's uh, like, have you ever tried rock shrimp before? I was like, oh no, I never even heard of rock shrimp. He's like, you gotta, you gotta fucking try it. And they all wrapped their plate, gave me and my wife one of these things, which is just a shrimp that's like a hard shell. You gotta peel it and tastes like lobster. It was fucking phenomenal. It was, it was amazing. I I've heard of it. rock shrimp. Yeah, it was great. Is it like, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what it is. Is it like miniature shrimp? Does it matter the size of the shrimp? Um, it was a little smaller than like a you know like a jumbo shrimp. It was a good size though, but like the shell itself is definitely harder than the regular shell of a shrimp. I guess okay. they really come in on certain times of the year. So, um, yeah, very cool. Kiko and Luke. They looked. It was like that was the guy's name. Kiko and Luke. Two stoners. Tom yeah. Cheech and Chong. No, it was, they really like I told my wife it was Beavis and Butthead. It was a cross between Beavis and oh, Butthead. Wow. And uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So good company. Good Probably company. more Bill and Ted than but in Beavis and Butthead, but it was yeah. They were very welcoming Floridians. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a similar uh, small talker experience. Not quite to that level. That we didn't get into, uh, you know, intimate, you know, relationship oh, man, was- details. Why telling a stranger that man? Just why? It's wild. Man. I mean, I wouldn't tell my best friend that story. Um, yeah, it's between, <laughs> it's between me and me. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's yeah. between me and my own dark thoughts. Uh, <laughs> me and the noose. Last week, uh, my wife was having surgery, and I was in like a waiting room, and it's a little waiting room where it's not even a waiting room. It's like you're on the floor, and there's a receptionist on the floor. Mm-hmm. So. She had started talking to me at one point, um, but it was like quick and I popped in my headphones. I listened to a podcast, was done listening to the podcast, popped them off and uh, she started getting into, you know, small talk, like no other way to put it. Uh, But, you know, she pulls like the Larry David on me and she goes like, I think like, I think she went from small talk to medium talk a little bit because she got into like how much she's paying in rent. Oh, yeah. That's that's not medium. That's big talk, I think. Money, yeah, like I don't, money, I'm not even money, money sex there. money sex politics. That's big talk. Yeah. Um and she's just one of those people who like I'm I'm like I'm trying so hard. You ever try so hard to end the conversation and they just keep it going? Uh, I mean, like I mean, you just one or two word answers and they just keep it's just there's no end it's a tidal wave. It's basically how you hold most conversations. It's just the waves just keep coming, man. There's no end in sight. 
They just keep <laughs> fucking hammering you. It's a hurricane. So I tried. I mean, this goes on for 10, 15, and she's telling me about dispute she's had with her landlord and this and that. She has a second job for hours. And I'm like, all right, all right. So I try and use this to my advantage, and I'm like, uh, like, yeah, like, do you have any idea, like, how long, like, when my wife will be out of surgery? Or and so she looks, at, and I had known, I knew how much time was left. Yeah. And she's like, oh, when she went into this time, she should be out like about an hour. I'm like, oh, I was like, I was hanging out. I thought she'd just be out in a second. So I do have time <laughs> to go. To, I do have time to go down to the calf and get something like a coffee and a sandwich. And she's like, oh yeah, no, you got time. <laughs> She's like, do you know, you know where the far cafeteria is? There's like a little bit more of, uh, you know, more options and whatnot. I'm like, ah, I don't. She's like, all right, here you go. Here, directions, this and that. She gives them to me. Long story short, I had already been down to the calf to eat. I just made, I, I just made up the story about having to get down there. I went downstairs to like a, a separate lobby just to get away from for like an hour and came. Yeah, just I needed a breather, man. She was fucking hammering me. <laughs> fucking rapid fire. I can't hear. There's only so much I can take about someone else's life. Like I got my own life. I know how much it sucks. I don't need I don't need your shit too piled on. <laughs> <laughs> so I just went downstairs. There was like a little coffee shop. I fucking sat down there. The charger didn't even work my phone but i was like you know what i'm not even going back upstairs i'll, I'll be glad having a dead phone as opposed to hearing this woman's bullshit <laughs> sometimes you just gotta tap out man. man yeah no that's uh that is hard times right there oh, how many man, times man. how many times did you get ice cream on vacation <laughs> um oh let's see we had it on monday night after dinner God, uh, you guys, fucking, that's a staple of ice cream. That's how you know that no responsibility when you're just shoveling ice cream. And down we, your actually face. Had, we actually had it on the way home. We got like gas like 10 in the morning and uh, we had ice cream at, like, at the gas, like, you know, like uh, I think I had uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream bar. Like, I got th- those kind of things on the way home. But, nice. Yeah, Tuesday, I don't think we had ice cream on Tuesday. And Wednesday, we had a real late dinner. I don't think we had it. We didn't go anywhere like during the day for ice cream. But, yeah, a total of two. Uh, no, and then we had, um, again, on the way home, there was ice cream with dessert. Um, on uh, the way home on Thursday, on Friday night. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, no homicides in the uh, in the car. Nobody wanted to kill anybody. Everybody, everybody did great. Actually, everybody did a great job. You know, a couple minor incidents, but nothing to even yeah, nothing to even report. Nothing. Uh, everybody did great. You know, some reading, some music, some games, some uh, some electronics. You know, well, license play license plate game. Didn't play. No, we actually didn't play a license plate game. We didn't play uh, I Spy or anything like that. I forgot about the game where we used to play where we tried to guess who's driving a car. It passed enough people on those highways. I could have guessed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, a, that's a good game trying to guess. The part. That's like a little guess who. Remember that game? 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's like Guess Who. That's like live Guess Who. That's a pretty good one. It's a uh, yeah. I mean, that's a game you could play anywhere. That's a game yeah. I play like on my way to work. Oh yeah, for oh for sure. I absolutely guess people like look. There's probably some. Like, who the fuck is yeah? You look over like oh, oh all right. It's like, it's like an okay person like, oh, like right, what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Know, the, only, the only time is like when it's an old lady or something. It's like, okay, that's okay. I did, I did have I did the ride down 20 hours or so on the way down. Not one incident of road rage or anything like that. On the way back, same thing, 20 hours. Not an incident. I'm in Florida, though. We're out to eat on Monday night. And uh, it's like, on a, like I parked. It's like a busy street. And so when you park in front of the restaurant, you have to back out into this busy street. So so you got two lanes, you know, I got a lane going north and a lane coming south. Mm-hmm. I'm backing up into the lane going north. And basically I'm stuck. I'm, it's so tight. Like I'm going almost into the lane going south. You understand? Does that make sense? Almost, yeah. Okay. So I'm backing up and I got, I got the car and it's got, you know, the, the cameras, I got my mirrors and beeps like when I'm close. So I know what I'm doing. I'm backing up and I could see this lady just eyeing me that I'm going towards in the other lane. And she's like shaking her head like, no, no, but I'm doing Not it. Having it. Yeah. But I'm doing it backing up and I hear the beep and it's, you know, it's fine. And she's shaking her head and she's going, no, no. She lays in her horn. She beeps. And I, and I, then I put it in drive and I start pulling away and I put my window down. And I go, you're beeping. Cause I didn't fucking hit you. And she goes, Oh, fuck you. I'm like, ah, all right. Uh, Florida, Vermont, <laughs> Vermont please. Oh, Vermont. Yeah. Fucking hippie. Yeah. So go back to Vermont. You fucking twat. And I was Smoke. Like, yeah. <laughs> Smoke a little grass and chill. Jeez. Oh man. Have yeah. some Ben and Jerry's. There's no faith, no faith in my driving abilities. It said you're projecting your shitty driving abilities on me. Don't do that. I know what I'm fucking doing. I'm not going to back up into your fucking Kia, whatever the fuck. I'm not doing it, you jackass. <laughs> Kia Sorento. Yeah. My father-in-law, uh, stepfather-in-law, drives down to Florida like three, four times a year. Oh, it's a great drive. Great. Just by himself? Oh, yeah. I said he swears by it, so it's obviously without my mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, she flies, he drives. <laughs> this guy's two little dogs with him. It's a great, uh, it's, a, it's a great ride, man. I love it. I, we could have made it in one day. Um, we wanted to, but we just. What uh, states did you stop in on the way down? What, what did you? Where did you stay overnight? Was it like a shitty little motel? We stayed in a Holiday Inn Express in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Like. Two hours north of where we're going. <laughs> like I said, we almost oh, made it. Oh wow! Yeah, but I didn't okay. want to like spring it on them late. Be like, oh, we'll be there like midnight. Or I don't do that. So uh, it's like, oh, let's just stop here. We ate and what about what about on the way back? On the way back, we stayed in a, a Holiday Inn Express, a significantly better Holiday Inn Express in the um, what was it called? Lata, L A T T A, South Carolina, about twenty minutes south of the border. Of the North oh, Carolina, South did you stop? Border. Did you stop at south of the border? Yeah, like the next morning, like eight o'clock, whatever time it was, like maybe not, maybe like eight thirty or something. We stopped there because we were yeah. like we were right there, and like we were like, oh, let's just swing in, get a, get a couple of pictures, and get back on the road. Yeah. But and then we stopped. We saw my niece in uh, New Jersey. Had dinner with her. 
uh, at Friday night and then just finish the ride up that night coming back. Right. A successful trip. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. It was uh, – I, I told somebody yesterday – I told my brother yesterday, I was like, I can't wait to do it again. He was like, yeah, I don't blame you. I was like, what? He's like, wait, what did you say? I said, I can't wait to do it again. He goes, oh, I thought you said I'm never doing that again. I was like, I just, I just assumed that it was terrible. Like, oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I would, I would take the flight. I would have to take the flight. Uh, Got to do it once at least. I did it as a kid. Does that, that count? count? <laughs> no, it doesn't count. You got to test your stamina a little bit. Get on the road. I got like the I got the airport right down the street now though. <laughs> you stopped doing direct flights. There was on on the way down, we stopped and got, and I got a steak and a beer at at the Murray Brothers restaurant in uh St. Augustine, Florida. Uh-huh. And like maybe the best beer I ever had and maybe maybe one of the better steaks. I mean, Neither of them was a Bud Light and like uh, you know whatever <laughs> New York Strip, yeah. um, but I mean just after, you know after all after the ride it just hits it a little differently you know. And this was right where you were staying. No, no, we couldn't find a place to stay because like the Golf Hall of Fame is there, and uh, like we sat down and we like searched for hotels, but everything in that area was booked, so that's why we had to go a little bit further south that night. Did you pass any big like landmarks or anything like any sports stadiums? Um, we saw a Cal Ripken stadium in somewhere in Maryland. It okay. kind of looks like, uh, what do you call it? It kind of, they think they, they try and make it look like uh, Camden Yards. Um, we stopped, we watched the sunrise over the Washington Monument, took pictures of the monument, the Capitol building, uh, on that morning on the way to Florida. Uh-huh. Uh, that was kind of cool. That was like a unique way to see it. You saw the Lincoln uh, Memorial? No, nah, they were doing – there was like some uh, – what do you call it? Like a race, not a race, like a um, marathon that day. So like, the, like all these streets were blocked off. Cops were everywhere. So we just found like the most convenient place to park. And we didn't we – saw, we saw the Washington Monument, but we didn't like – we weren't around there. We could even see the White House. Couldn't like drive by the White House or anything. Is the – Lincoln Memorial is the one with the water – yeah, Lincoln Memorial. It goes Lincoln Memorial, the um, reflecting pool, and then yes. then the Washington Monument is on the other side. Okay, All so right. you, you could if you're there, you could bang them both out like in seconds. And the the Lincoln Memorial is actually open 24 hours, so if if there was a good place to park, it was like seven o'clock in the morning. It was freezing. Uh, we didn't you know we didn't do much walking, but. Um, so I just, like I said, we just, we parked like right between the Capitol building and the Washington Monument and just kind of like hung out there for a few minutes. No politicians walking their dogs or anything? Everybody was, jo- I was like, oh, like, everybody was fucking jogging. And all I could think of was like uh, that House show. of Cards? Yeah, everybody's jogging. I'm like, oh, it's just a fucking jogging town, I guess. <laughs> a million people jogging. And then, like, I look, I, I start looking closer, and they all have like the little tags, whatever. Like, oh, this oh is- yeah. I would have been looking for Freddy's ribs. That's the only thing I remember from that show. <laughs> yeah, for sure, Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, no other. Yeah, I didn't see any other uh, sites of note. I don't believe. Yeah. 
So just south of the border. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. Yep. All right. You ready to do some baseball? Watch all right. Little, watch your little time there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Research. <laughs> Research. Uh, yeah. So MLB is MLB seasons upon us. Almost there. Um, just well, I think the, I think the Yanks are gonna have to wait till Friday. It looks like. Got rain in the forecast. Looks it looks pretty uh, doom and gloom. All right. I'm it's hoping happening. for like I'm hoping for like a five o'clock start Friday. To be honest, just oh, that'd be yeah, that'd be, that'd be perfect. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we do three up, three overs, three unders. That right? Three and three. Mike and the, Mike and the Mad Dog style. Uh-huh. That's it. He's coming. He's doing it again. You know that he's doing over unders uh, with Bobby V. Oh, I, on his podcast, did he already do it? I don't think he did it yet. I didn't see. I didn't look at the. I didn't look today to see if he had a new one up. Oh, think, okay. So I think it'll be later in the week. I, I did listen to his podcast a little bit. I, I, he, I heard him previewing the national title game, and he was killing. Uh, was he killing Cashman? Degrom. Yeah. He was talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I heard the. I don't think I heard that one. The uh, game. oh wow, I'm I'm just seeing yes right now. Pre-game coverage at nine on Thursday. Special guests: uh, Ken Singleton, Jim Cott, John Sterling, Susan Waldman, and right. Chris Chris Russo. Wow, man, <laughs> he's yep. around these days, man. He's everywhere these days. Guys, he's cashing in. He's a worker. He's got his own yeah. fucking radio station on Sirius. Out of Mike's shadow. <laughs> he's got his own show. He's fucking he's on ESPN. Is that, that brand. Growing that brand. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. seeing as how, unless you're slow rolling me here, I, I'll defer to you as you. Uh, if I could stall for five more seconds, did you, how big of a twat is Ben Simmons? Just sitting there with his backwards hat. Like, what a, what a loser he is. I mean, it's so bizarre, man. Like, that when, he, when they traded for him, I was like, yeah, we'll have him ready before the playoffs. And then, like, a week later, it's like, yeah, we're hoping for the playoffs. And now it's like, yeah, maybe not this year. Like, oh, all right. Thanks for, thanks for coming, Ben. Thanks for coming on for yeah. the Yeah. Yeah. And we make fun of guys for paternity leave. This guy is, is like, triple paternity leave. It's a maybe, year off. Maybe he's pregnant. It's, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if the Kardashians could figure it out, they would knock up their men. <laughs> uh, all right, that was my only thought on Ben Simmons. He pissed me off just looking at him on the bench. <laughs> and they lost tonight, right? The Rockets came back in that game? No, no, they beat the Rockets. Oh, why did I, oh the Rockets well, covered, though? The Rockets covered, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. That's what I saw. Yeah, no, I had it on earlier, and there was a blowout, and then I, I got the uh, – Got the update on my phone recently. Didn't see what it was. No, nah, it's a race for that playing home game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Um, but do what you got to do. Get there and do what you got to do. Yeah, have a, have a week. Have, have a nice little week here. Yeah. Yeah, there's still a chance they don't have to play in that, right? No, they're they're locked into it. Oh, it is okay. I thought they were. We know the four teams that we know the four teams that are in. It's just seeding now. It's them and the Hornets, Hawks and Cavs. Right now, it looks like the Nets are the eight because the Hawks lost tonight and the 
Cavs lost. So, yeah, so they it looks like they control their own destiny for eight, which is a big difference between eight and nine because nine seed you got to win two games, eight seed you get two cracks. Okay, all right. Yeah, hang on to the eight seed then. Um. All right, defer to you, man. You go first. Overs, unders. I don't remember. I know yours kind of came down to the wire last year. I'm uh, pretty sure I went four and two. I, I don't remember. I think we both went four and two. I think we. I think we did even. Yeah. Even Steven it. Um, I wish I can give you what my picks. I know I lost. I can I remember my losses were the Dodgers, who got really hot late and. The Blue Jays, I think I got greedy. I think the Blue Jays under. Hey, I, I, ne- I, I, got, I got that somewhere. I got, the, uh, I got that book right over here. So hang on one second. You start talking right. about your pick. I'll be right back. All right. Let's see. Where do we want to go here? Um, I think the first over that stuck out to me was – I don't know why I like this team. I think I'm just looking for a second team in this division, which has been pathetic for years now. Mm-hmm. That includes the division champ. Um, do you have the actual numbers in front of you? Because I don't even have that. I do. All right. What do you have the Tigers at? Detroit is 78 and a half. Ah, it's a little high, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over 78 and a half for Detroit. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for a second team in this division. The White Sox are obviously overwhelming favorite, but then you got the, the uh, Guardians, the Royals, Twins, Tigers. Uh, a lot of mediocrity at best, I would say. Uh, Tigers showed me something last year. I feel like at the end of the year they got hot. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it feels like they did. Within and it uh, feels like they have some young arms on that staff. Turnbull. Tia guy, that's Mr. Turnbull. Yep. Uh, there's like a Torkinson on there. He's a pitch. He's a first baseman. First baseman. Hell, is, probably has a good arm. <laughs> he could he could turn the three six three. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know something about the Tigers. You know, Hinge is his second year there. Definitely, definitely got the most out of them last year. I think the Tigers could be uh, the second team in that division, and by second team, I mean. 83-84 wins. I don't expect it to even be in the playoffs, but uh, Detroit over 78 and a half. That'll be pick number one. Oh, yeah, I have I have the picks here. I don't have the final outcomes, though. I had the yeah. Reds over. The Reds over. That was a win. Yeah, the Philly over. That was a win. Yeah, by like a game. Yep. Yep. Uh, you had the White Sox over. That was a win. You had uh, Twins under. No, nope, I had the Twins under. That was definitely a win. Uh, you had Toronto under, we said. That yeah. was a loss. I had Miami over. Um, all right. Yeah, I don't have like the full. I don't have the final outcomes here, but there. Yeah, it was four and two. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so you got Detroit over 78 and a half. 
All right, my first pick, I'm going to go with uh, an over. Uh, the San Francisco Giants are slated at 85 and a half. I don't expect them to duplicate the 107 that they had last year, but they are in a division with Arizona, Colorado, who are just awful teams. San Diego is going to take a little bit of a step back. Tatis is out for a few months. I don't think he's going to be 100% when he comes back. Um, San Francisco just has this team that, that it's a bunch of old pros, basically. I, I, they don't doesn't make a lot of sense, but they're going to find ways to beat teams that they that they should. That that are just like I said, Arizona, Colorado is a world that are bad. They beef up on those guys. Um, Crawford, Belt, Longoria. They got Jock Peterson. They got the Shremsky. It's um, I, I, it's it's a team that I I wanted to. Pick the under on, but 85 and a half just seems – they seem like this, they're, they're going to be second place in that division, I feel like. Uh, it's going to be the Dodgers, you know, with the 150 wins or whatever, and San Fran is going to be in second. It's on some level. I, I think they're, they're better than 85 and a half. People are expecting the regression this year. I expect the regression as well, but not to that extent. Not, uh, not, all, the way back, not all the way back down to the mid-80s. Um, Decent pitching staff, Webb, Rodon. They got Wood and Cobb, a couple um, – couple, uh, what do you call it? Serviceable veterans and, uh, you know, decent pen. So I'm giving me the Giants over 85 and a half. All right. Uh, I'll stick with that division. I'm going to take the Diamondbacks under. What, do you have them at 66 and a half? I have Arizona at 66 and a half, yep. 66 and a half. Okay. I feel like this they might be the worst team in baseball, Arizona. Possibility, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, I mean, yeah, I mean there's a few contenders, the Orioles, the Pirates. Uh, I think Arizona is absolutely terrible. Tough division, obviously. Like you said, Dodgers, Giants, uh, Padres should be able to figure it out at some point. Yeah, um, be, I mean, they're going to beat up on Arizona for sure. Yeah, I mean, what does this team have? They have, you know, the, you know, the corpse of Madison Bumgarner as their ace. You know, Luke Weaver, I'm reading, is just moving to the bullpen. I mean, you know, t- Terry, Terry Lovello at the helm. It just seems like a team that uh, – it just seems a little lost. You know, Goldschmidt's gone now. Um, just a team that's in complete rebuild. I just think it's going to get worse before it gets any better in Arizona. So uh, I would look for them to lose 100 games. So give me Arizona under 66 and a half. There you go. All right. I'm going to stick with the nothing is going for them um, talking point. Uh, uh, who the fuck are they questions and i'm talking about the uh, chicago cubs their number is 74 and a half i'm taking them under they have no decent pitching they have a terrible pen and i mean they have strong they have, they have you know what they have they have decent pitching but they have a bunch of five inning guys and no pen and they have no offense to back them up uh you're not going to sell me on frank schwindel and Sai suzuki carrying this load here uh, Cubs are in trouble this year, under 74 and a half. Okay. I had them as an under, too. Right? I got to come up with a new one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, remember, I only got six. So, uh, 
I got six, but like two maybes, but I don't have any notes on those two. Um, so if you pick one that I picked, hopefully it's the opposite of what I picked. What were the Giants over? Giants over 85 80, and a half. And the Cubs were under 74 and a half? half? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like that pick. I should have taken it earlier. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, let's run it back with an over. Okay. This is like a win-win for me. <laughs> okay. What do you what do you have the Angels at? 84 and a half. All right. I'm going over on the Angels. This is a win-win for me because for at some point, like Trout, Ota- like these guys need to go to the playoffs. And you know, Oakland basically sold their entire team. The Rangers aren't very good. I, I'm very skeptical about any hype around the Mariners because I just feel like they overachieved a little bit last year. And, sure. You know, can they win 84, 85 games this year? Okay, maybe, but I don't see them as division champs. And that leaves, you know, that leaves you with the Astros, who are probably the best team in that division. But, you know, no more Correa, no more Springer. Like, obviously, they're not with quite what they used to be. We'll see about Verlander this year. Uh, so I think that the division is open for the Angels to do something. I mean, eventually Trout, Otani, you know, genius Joe Madden needs to deliver in some in some way. Like one more year to shift shift your way into a championship, Madden. Right, exactly. I mean, come on, you know, the time time is ticking on the Angels. I feel like with those guys, so. Uh, if it's not this year with Trout and company, like, I don't know when it's going to happen. And it's, it feels like a low enough number where, I mean, I'm, I've, I'll be honest, I don't know what their pitching situation is. I know Patrick Sandoval is he their ace. I hope not. He, uh, uh, <laughs> he, he, he might be. <laughs> yeah, they might be in a little bit of trouble, but, uh, Rocio Iglesias at the end of games, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the Angels could be a dark horse to win that division. I know the Astros have been owning that division for, I, mean, I don't know how long now, since basically 2015. Uh, I think the Angels are the one team in that division that could unseat them. So give me the Angels over 84 and a half. All right. Um, let's see. I got an over and I got an under. I'll go with uh, my next over. All right. I'm going to the NL East. Um, the Phillies are slated at 85 and a half. They only 81 wins last year, I believe. It was 81 was the number. Last year, they added Castellanos. They added Schwarber. Um, this team is, this team is going to rake. I mean, it's, I think that's really what they're, they're going for. I think that's what they're banking on is those two guys, Harper, uh, Hoskins, Bomb, Didi, hopefully uh, can rebound. I think Segura, maybe he can have a, a little bit of a year. I think he had an okay year last year. Hopefully he has a good year this year. Um, we have Multo, of course, behind the dish. Um, the question is their pitching staff. They have, they have Wheeler and Nola, a couple guys who are horses, um, or at least horses by 2022 standards. Um, and after that, they got Gibson, Eflin, uh, Ranger Suarez. It's not it's, – it's a C rotation that – if they can pitch to a B, uh, which is possible, they they're going to be a ninety-one team. They'll be second. I think they're in the. I think they're in the running for uh, second place in this division. How um, does their pen look like, Philly? 
Their pen is a little bit better. They got Kniebel. Um, they they blew a ton of games last year, which uh, it's hard to do that two years in a row. I mean, if anyone could do it, it's probably the Phillies. But uh, they're a little bit improved. But um, the hope is that they're not as bad as they're not. They don't blow as many games as they did last year. They blew a ton of games last year. Yeah, it was um, bad. But yeah, they got Kniebel um, as their closer now. But they also have, I think they have Jeruy's familia. <laughs> so, I mean, it gives you, if he's coming out of the pen, you're in trouble. Um, but looking for that, looking for a slight improvement there, looking for the, looking for a bunch of innings out of those starters I mentioned. And I think they could bash their way a little bit uh, towards 90 wins. So give me the, give me the Phillies over 85 and a half. All right. Uh, this one I might be picking with my heart a little bit, but I am taking Tampa under. You have eighty nine and a half. Yes, I'm taking Tampa under eighty nine and a half. I've just had it with this fucking team. <laughs> like this is this is a tough division this year. The Blue Jays, you know, you could argue they're a World Series team. Boston's obviously obviously their lineup. You know, Yanks are going to do their thing where they hit a little bit and win some games. I mean, there's no excuse for this team to be winning 90 games. You know what I mean? I'm, I've t- I'm fucking had it with the Drew Rasmussens and the Shane Bozzes and, you know, Shane McClellans of the world and Kevin Cash shitting there. The fucking ass. I hate that fucking guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, G-Man, G-Man Choi hitting third. Oh, I well. mean, you name it. I mean, Austin Meadows is good. I'm not gonna. I'll leave him out. Legit player, but you know the 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 G Man Choice. The uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other. Oh, G Man Mike Zanino. Mike G- Zanino still uh, on the team. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. enough is enough. Eventually, this team has to come back to the pack a little bit. I'm not gonna say they lose 100 games, but you know, like they're a nice little like 500 team. Like 90 wins again, eventually, eventually, they got to come back to earth a little bit. So I'm going to bank on uh, the Rays not winning 90 games, un- under 89 and a half. Yeah, I like that pick. To me, I stayed away from Tampa, but I, I, I think you're absolutely right about, about this pick. Um, they got like no glass now. He's not going to pitch this year. It's just not, it's not the same old Rays. I mean, it's the same old Rays, but it's just it, it feels different with what's going on with the division. Um, right. They're, they're going to kind of draw back to the, to the medium here. Yeah. Um, all right. There you go. Tampa under 89, under 89 and a half. Oh, uh, let's see. I got, uh, another over. I have one over left and two unders left. Um, okay. The twins number is 80.5. All right. Um, here is a team, they made a big splash. They got Correa. They got Gary Sanchez. God bless you. Um, they brought in Gio Urshela, who we love Gio. Um, not a game changer. They still have Buxton, who is uh, everybody's kind of darling MVP um, type player uh, going into the season. Um, after that, though, there's a lot to be desired here. They have no pitching. They have a bunch of prospects on the pitching staff. Big question marks. They have no pen. And on top of that, they have Rocco Baldelli um, helming, helming the team here. And 
I have zero faith in Baldelli. I don't think he's a very good manager. I know he had a big you know, hundred win team a couple of years ago. Um, still, still don't like. You know, I've seen enough him managing the bullpen and managing a game. If he gets his fingers in the game, you're you're scared of Rocco Baldelli. You don't want him mucking it up for you. And with a team like this, you're gonna have a million pitching changes. Um, you have Buxton and Correa, who are your two best players, and those, neither of those guys is ever on the field for 159 games or whatever. Uh, so I mean, they're not. You're not gonna see him. I mean, I'm kind of banking banking on somebody going down for a little bit of time here when I'm when I'm picking Minnesota under 80 and a half. But I I think I don't know if there's actually hype surrounding this team. Is there any hype with them because they have Correa? Uh, um, I'd say a little bit. I'd say a little, little bit. bit. I thought I think they're I think they underachieve. I think they have a chance. Um, I don't know. They, they to be pulling up the rear here in that division. Um, Minnesota under 80 and a half. All right. And over and an under left. All right. I want to think outside the box a little bit. I am going to take – we're going to go back to the NL West where we started. Uh-huh. I'm going to take the Rockies over oh. 69 and a half. Is that the number? I have Colorado 69 and a half, yep. All right, Colorado over 69 and a half. Uh, so they got rid of that scumbag Trevor Story. <laughs> That's number one. Addition by subtraction. Right, and they, bring, and they bring in a winner like Chris Bryant, who will probably be at least on his, uh, you know, minding his P's and Q's his first year at least. He's still uh, somewhat in his prime, 30 years old, whatever he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just look at this team as a team that could slug their way to 72 wins. Oh, okay. Some, somewhere in the 70s. All right. Uh, and I'm looking at their pitching. I mean, listen, the pitching's not great, but, like, these guys, Marquez and uh, San Sensatella, one yep. of those guys you, you always see in the rotation. Uh, plus, they brought in this guy from the Giants, uh, Ty Block, 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 whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Kyle Freeland, like it's a bunch of guys that we've seen. On this. They don't have an ace. I mean, they don't even really have a number two on this team. But it seems like they have some serviceable guys in there. Okay. Yeah, Penn could be an issue. I mean, Daniel Bard is he their closer? I have no idea. Alex Kalame. Um but I do think you know the division. They should be better than Arizona. At least I'm banking on it. Um, you got uh, you know the Giants in that division. You have San Diego in that division. Vegas would tell you that this is a fourth-place team. I think they could slug their way somewhere in the 70s. I don't think they're going to be quite as bad. I mean, this number tells you that Vegas thinks they're going to lose like 95 to 100 games. I don't see that with Colorado. Um, I'm really banking on like the, the you know, uh, like I feel like this number is almost based on them getting rid of Trevor Story. And mm-hmm. the year before, like getting rid of Arenado. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like teams like that sometimes, like almost like the Mariners last year, like they show you some spunk. It's like some young guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chris Bryant move was odd. I just feel like I just feel like Chris Bryant early on at least is going to be awesome there. So you know, seventy five and eighty seven. Just get the seven. Just get the seven. Yeah, hit it. yeah, that's it. We'll get greedy. We'll worry about seventy five when we get there. <laughs> yeah, he'll take Rock, seven. Rocky's over. You'll take 70 in the last day of the season. That doesn't matter. 
I like the Rockies too because they always like they're one of those teams that uh, like you don't want to go to Colorado. It's like you know how you always say about like Texas, like nothing good ever happens when you go yeah. out to Texas. Agreed. Yeah. That's how like they always beat the Dodgers. They always beat Kershaw. Like I feel like they could be scrappy enough to just be a pain in the ass team. Yeah. All right. I like that. It's, I'm not sure. It's just, there's no science, no science behind any of that. But I like it. I like the reason. No, nah, there's no, nah, not, not much. Well, I'll go from uh, you go from your non-scientific uh, to my non-scientific here. Um, the New York Mets, their number is ninety and a half. Does this team ever live up to the hype? Does this team ever live up to the hype, man? I mean, uh, it seems. It did just seem like they, it's just Indian burial ground over there in, uh, Queen, in, in Flushing. I mean, uh, between DeGrom and Scherzer, it's just like it's like the family guy joke. Yeah, seriously. It's the season's over. DeGrom's got arm problems. You can't, I don't love that. Uh, Scherzer, I mean, Scherzer's a mad dog, but he's also 38 years old. Um, and we've seen, we've seen other – Great players going to Queens, and they just that was that was their farewell party for whatever how many years of just mediocrity. Um, it's 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 been yeah the Indian burial ground for uh, stars in the past. Um, they have a good offense, but it's not like elite. I see the I see the Mets as uh, like a third place team in this division at best. I don't think they're uh, going over Atlanta. It's like I mentioned Philly here. Um, I just I don't see it with I just don't see it with this team. Like I'm not I'm not getting Lindor's probably gonna be better this year, but I mean how much better does he have to be to get this team over 90 wins? Um, you know they brought in Marte. I could see New York kind of eating this guy up a little bit. I mean I, he's got high expectations for a guy that has never had to do this in front of any kind of crowd with any with any kind of expectations. Um, I can see that being a problem if things start going wrong. You know Mets fans aren't shy. Um, about voicing their disapproval of failure. Uh, so it's just, I, I don't, I'm not excited by that lineup. As, as improved as they have become, I doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Uh, you know, Alonzo's going to put up 40 donks, whatever, but uh, you know, second half of the season, he's going to start slowing down again. Cause he's going to exhaust himself at the home run derby. So um, I'm The Mets just, they, they never, they never are as good as Emmy expects them to be. So give me, Mets under 90 and a half. All right. I need one more under. What were they, 90 and a half? 90 and a half, yeah. Did that number go down with the DeGrom news or it stayed pat? And I picked that up. I don't know what it was before. I, I got that number today. I have no idea what the number was before, though. All right. Uh, All right, I need an under. Let's see. Uh, to be in a couple teams here. Uh, this seems this seems a little too easy, and it and it kind of plays into my Angels pick. But I have the Mariners here at eighty four and a half, same as the Angels. And the Mariners overachieved last year. I don't. They won like ninety games. They just missed out on the wild card. I could see a little regression here. From Seattle. I mean, did they make any big additions? I don't think so. Um, I'm not privy to Seattle's offseason. It's a um, shitty division. It's definitely a shitty division. 
uh, you know, good young team, Logan Gilbert, mm-hmm. guys like that. I just – I don't like a Mariners team with expectations. Fair enough. I mean, Ken Giles, is, was is that Sergio Rome. Oh, they brought in Robbie Ray. You know, we, are we trusting Robbie Ray, throwing big money at him? I mean, that seems a little ridiculous. Uh, well, uh, he's a Cy Young winner. Did he win the Cy Young last year? I think so, yeah, right? It was him and Cole, him and Cole right? Yeah, I think it was Ray, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking at their roster now. I, I mean, I, I, would, I would look for, like, a guy like Kalenic to maybe bounce back. He, he had a little bit of a rough go at it, but I, I don't know. Looking at this roster, it's a little underwhelming. And uh, the pitching – I mean, Justice Sheffield is he in the rotation? I don't know. I I, I don't love I don't love a Mar- I don't love a Mariners team with expectations. I'll I'll stick with that, and I'm not even going to elaborate. I'm just going to go under eighty four and a half. That's all I have. I know. I mean, they I won think, ninety. They won ninety. They won ninety last year, and they made a couple additions. So why would their number be six wins less? Because it's a sucker bet. So Mariners under. Yeah, they're rotating. It's Robbie Ray, Marco Gonzalez, Logan Gilbert, uh, Chris Flexen, and Matt Brash, who is a prospect. Um, not ter- not terrible. No, it's 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 decent. Yeah, and you're like, you need Kalenic, you need Hanager. He he had a tough year. They they got the kid uh, Julio Rodriguez, like a phenom coming up. Um, Eugenio Suarez, who to me is like an enigma. I really don't know what to make. I never know what to make of him. And now even less, he's going from. Uh, Cincinnati to Seattle. It's it just, it's very, I don't, I can't ever get a, an idea of what that guy's going to do. Um, I can just see like we're in the middle of May. It's like Seattle's 10 and 20. What's, what's happening? Yeah. It's I like, don't think, yeah, I don't think it'd be that, that bad, but I could see him, you know, coming up short of that number for sure. And I can also see him, you know, getting 90 wins again. It's a very weird team. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to get a, hard to get a beat on them. Uh, but you got Seattle under what was the number? Eighty four and a half. Eighty four and a half. All right. All right. My final over. I'm going with the big boys on this one. Um, didn't I didn't want to do this, but it's, it makes a little bit it makes a little bit too much sense to me that Toronto will go over ninety two and a half. I know it's a big number, and they're a team that hasn't done it before, but I feel like. Regression from Tampa, regression from the Yankees. Baltimore stinks. Boston will still, you know, be kind of a scrappy Boston team, I'm sure. Um, they added Chapman. I think Chapman's a nice pickup for them. If anything, uh, it's a great glove over there, and he might even start hitting, from what I understand. They, they expect him to, to hit a little more uh, now that he's in this lineup. Um, it's just uh, – it, it might be their year to kind of take that next step. They won 91 last year, and that was with half their season, half their home games were in Buffalo. When they went to Toronto, they went 25-11 and 11 in Toronto in the 36 games they played there. Um, just absolutely dominated once they got north of the border. And I, this isn't even really factored into my decision, but uh, I'm not sure that they – can you bring in non-vaccinated people to Toronto? No, that is, that is definitely a factor. I mean, it seems like – it seems it's a like, hell of a home field advantage. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, so yeah, bring your vax cards if you're going to if you're going to um, what's the name of that stadium? 
Rogers Center. Right, the Rogers Center. Sky Dome. Yeah. Well, oh, is it called the the Sky Dome at Rogers Center or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. All of the above. Um, if anything, I could say like I, this is not a this is not a pitching staff that I love. Like Barrios, Gaussman, Ryu, like all names that have had success, but no no name that I really trust. Um, but I mean, this team's gonna hit a million home runs between the Vladdies and the Bichettes and the um and just and uh with Springer that you mentioned before they I mean they're gonna they're gonna rake um they're a dangerous team Toronto over 92 and a half all right there you have it yeah the only thing I could hang my hat on about Toronto is maybe they take a little step back I mean they're I, I don't love the pitching no do you trust do you trust Jose Barrios no, but he's um, you know been working for this moment since he was a twin, right? He was supposed to be an ace um, when he was a twin. Maybe this is his year to kind of step into that role. No, I don't trust any of the pitching. But. They're going to have to make a move if they want to be like a World Series team, you would think. Like Barrios, Kevin Gossman. I mean, yeah. no. the Kikuchi dude, the lefty from Seattle. Yeah. Uh, who else? David Phelps, Yankee legend. Ryu, Ryu, who's like good, but Ross yeah. Stripling. Yeah. The yeah, only thing I could bank on is like the Blue Jays pitching being awful and yeah. them having to win. Then the other lineup's probably going to be good enough to win like 85 at, yeah. at worst. Yeah, but again, like, I don't think the Yankees are the Yankees this year. Uh, you know, even like Tampa, I feel like, takes a step back. Um, it just it just makes sense that they're going to be not the runaway winner of this division, but I think they can I think they can put put forth a little dominance here with the way they with the way they hit. It feels uh, like that, which I'm hope, which is why I'm hoping that we're wrong. Yeah, because well, it so, feels like they're the best team. Sometimes it's just a team's year, you know. But, yeah, and I and I always say like, line, you know, good lineups. Forget about the pitching. They could just bash their way to, like, a division title at 95 yeah. wins. They saw plenty of shitty Yankee teams. Not shitty Yankee teams, but shitty Yankee pitching staffs. Yeah. Like, find a way to win 95 games, and you get to the playoffs, and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anyone to pitch. Um, what is this? Um, what, is, what is going on? Right. What do we got here? On ESPN. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's very confusing to watch this with the sound off because it's the Warriors and the Lakers. Yes. It's a G League. Oh, okay. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, NBA G League playoffs. All right. <laughs> wow, they have a G League playoffs, huh? Yeah. I was, I was very confused for a minute. I was like, what is this arena? You think it's playoff a playoff series or is it uh, one and done? Why well, I want to bet on it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it depends. Who do you think looks good? What do you like? I wonder if any of these players has a chance. To, well, I guess the, the Lakers are gonna. I would love to look at the rosters. I'm sure there's a couple guys on there. Or Emily ends up on a playoff roster for their respective teams from the G, you know, G League. Well, well League. probably not the Lakers. No. I wonder if there's ever been a G League champion and, a, and an NBA champion on that, that won over both teams. 
I mean, I don't know. The G League has not been around very long. Well, something something to look forward to. I can't wait till that guy exists. This is at the UCLA Health Training Center in El Segundo. Segundo? Segundo? California. <laughs> wow. That's what, that's what it looks like. That's where it looks like they're playing. It's exactly what it looks like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as far as the Yanks go, their number is uh, 92 and a half. So, oh, so they're actually tied with Tor- Toronto in the over-unders? Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, let me just say, like, I think they could. They have a chance to hit. I mean, obviously, a lot depends on health. They can if it's if Donaldson's healthy, he's going to hit. He's going to he's going to help that team um, in that regard. Uh, Judge Stanton, obviously, if they're on the field, they're dangerous. The boom, uh, the, the the manager is a fucking issue. Fire Boone. I stick by that forever. Get him out of there. Um, the thing is, last year their hitting wasn't great, and the pitching was like remarkable. And I just don't see that pitching staff getting that kind of performance again. I mean, it's Cole who um, you could worry about him sticky tack, no sticky tack, all you want. Um, and then everybody else is kind of a question mark after Cole. I just I, I can't have any kind of faith in that pitching staff duplicating what they did last year. Yeah, I mean the the pitching is was way too many question marks. You know, you have uh it's a lot of back of the rotation guys, you know, Montgomery and uh Tyon. Mm-hmm. I mean could he could even stay healthy, never mind produce. Tyon had a um, decent year last year, heel. But who do they have do they set a starting five? Like it's probably Obviously, Cole Nest is Nestor in the in the uh, oh, Nestor, rotation. Yeah. yeah, I think they sent Hilo down, and Nestor I think is in the rotation. Yeah, I think. And I, I saw they. Um, I was watching the guy yesterday who was pitching. He started the game, and they they uh, added him to the roster. He's a lefty. I can't think of his name right now. Um, and I assume they're bringing him up as like maybe a long reliever, kind of like innings eater sort of guy. Okay. Um. But yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I haven't liked the pitching on this team in like twenty years. It's just not; it, it never blows you away, really. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the way the game is uh, played nowadays, more in the bullpen. It's just, or it's just Cashman not really, uh, you know, putting a uh, he doesn't really value starting pitching as much as I would like him to. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't love the pitching. The offense could obviously slug their way to ninety wins, but uh, it's a tough division. Maybe if they played in a little bit of a weaker division, I'd have a little more confidence. Sure. But it's a tough division. You know, Toronto and and Boston. And like I'm banking on Tampa being worse, but obviously we'll see. Yeah, but they, Tampa and Boston always gave the gives them issues. So it's always a problem. They, those yes. guys are always fucking thorn in their sides. And even Baltimore last year was was good against the Yankees. So yeah, uh, it's just way too many question marks. You know, it's just like I wouldn't. I, I mean, I would lean towards under on their win total, but it's I wouldn't bet my life on it. I would just lean towards that. You know, like yeah. they're just not they're just not strong up the middle, and just a Yankee team not being strong up the middle is just 
it's fucking sacrilege, man. Like between catcher with I don't know, is Jose Trevino our catcher now? I think it's like, Higgy's. Well, H- yeah, you're right. Higgy's going to be, but I think eventually, I don't know if Higgy's going to be like you know catch 130 games or 120. Right, yeah, games. no, it's going to be yeah. They're going to mix and match. Yeah, they're going to mix and match. So like a Yankee team not being strong up the middle. So you have question marks at catcher, mm-hmm. shortstop. I mean. I can't Glaber Torres. I can't watch Glaber Torres play fucking shortstop. Like just in spring training, he's making me fucking nauseous <laughs> with some of his play. I can't watch him play short. So you're gonna go with Falafel, you know whatever his fucking name is, Isaiah. He's gonna be your shortstop, who's like a stopgap at best. Yeah, I think you're gonna like. Yeah, I think you're gonna like him for what he is. That's my guess. I think he's gonna make some plays. I think he's gonna like have a couple of those at bats that you're like, oh, finally, there's a guy foul off, you know, a pitch. Um, right, I think you're gonna kind of. I think he's kind of gonna grow on you while he's in that position. Yeah, until. But I, I don't want to make too much of it. But I have Encore on right now. Like Torres started at shortstop today. Like I don't want to look at Glaber Torres at shortstop. I just can't do it. Yeah, if they if they actually employ that in the season, that's what drives me just mad about this team is like the, the constant switching and. Fucking, they're trying to jam a square peg into a round hole, man. I'm yeah. tired of looking at Glaber Torres at shortstop. Yeah. Not a shortstop. No, no, he's not. I, I don't know what more they need to see. I don't know if it's just to get reps or if it's just because, you know, give a guy a blow or whatever because of spring training. But, um, no, he does not need to be anywhere near shortstop at any point during the season. And what, tra- what trade was he in? Uh, Torres? For, for, no. Uh, oh, Falafel. That was the – that was the Stanton – or the Stanton. That was the Sanchez-Geo trade. Right, so they brought in him and Donald. Okay. Yeah, and they're just not strong up the middle. You know what I mean? Catcher, short, and then, like, center field with Hicks. Like, how many games is Hicks going to play in center field before he's hurt? And they don't even have – do they really have a backup plan when Hicks goes down? The judge? Gallo can't play center. Stanton can't play center. What's their backup plan when Hicks gets hurt? Yeah, it's Is it bringing Gardner back? It's Judge. Gardner would be the second best center fielder on this team defensively. So that's what, that, that's what bothers me. Judge isn't bad there. He's, he's a good defender, Judge. So I don't mind. I mean, I don't want him there all the time, but he's not like a, not a disaster in center field. He's not, but your best team is probably Judge and right field. Yeah. And an actual good. Durable center fielder. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Gallo and left. Yeah, and then Stanton DHing and then kind of like filling it around the outfield. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I know I know it's stupid to compare, you know, these teams to like the old Yankee teams, but I mean, you know, it it used to be like Posada, Jeter, Bernie up the middle, and now you have like so many question marks that catcher short and center field. Like that's how you're supposed to build a team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. You don't, you don't have to look. You don't have to look. You don't have to look to uh, the Yankees of old. Just look at like the the teams of now, like the good teams of now. I mean, uh, Trey, like the Dodgers, like, Trey, Trey Turner. Well, I guess they have Belger in center, so he's you know that's maybe not. No, I know. Like even like Smith. Houston, Houston's teams are like Correa and short at short and Springer in center. Like yeah, you that those are your like rock core guys yeah. and the Yankees have I mean just fucking chop liver man yeah. it's, I don't know oh, yeah. 
Well, they have the Dodgers have bets in the outfield, so you can kind of flip flop. Right, rookie bets, and they just signed Freddie Freeman. Yeah, yeah, that's another team. I wanted to pick the over on them. Their number is ninety-eight and a half. Um, I know they lost Scherzer, but I just uh, I don't. don't, This team is gonna just dominate. Yeah, they should be good. You would think they'd be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Any other teams uh, you have your eye on this year? Any players um, that you want to keep an eye out for? Anybody? Uh, anybody? Um, I would look for a full season out of Eloy Jimenez. I think he could be like a oh, like 40, 40 plus home no, homer guy. Been all over Eloy. Yeah, I like I like Eloy. I've been <laughs> I've been on him for a while. I could see him uh, having a big time. If he could stay healthy. His boy, Eloy. Yep. <laughs> Let's have the board still up who drafted Eloy. Uh, can't find him. Let's see. So, who's our last year our team was the Pirates. Are we sticking with the Pirates as our team this year? I, um, I, I want to jump ship off Pittsburgh. You want to jump ship? <laughs> <laughs> we can do better than Pittsburgh. All right. Uh, you, it can't be one of your over-unders. It can't be one of your overs, though. It can't be Detroit. Um, so – Can't be Kansas City because I fucking hate Kansas City. Uh, We're running out of teams. It's only Pittsburgh's like the most natural team because it's not a team I have any kind of distaste for. They just are terrible. Um, but, I'm, yeah, but we could jump ship anyway. It's not – just going top – just going bottom to top. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Colorado. Colorado, you have a pick. Arizona, you have a pick. Um, yeah, you can't go that. Nationals are going to be bad, right? Yeah. Nationals are going to be really bad. I yeah, mean, but I you have we- Soto, though. They have Soto, so he's a fun guy to watch until they, you know. I well, like Isaiah to sign him to like a massive contract. Don't trade him anywhere. But they do have Soto. And they did beat uh, the Mets today, 14 nothing, two touchdowns in the Mets. So Wow. <laughs> I, think, I don't know if that was. I don't know if that deserved the wow. <laughs> Might have to stick with the uh, Pirates then. I could, you know, I could get behind the Nationals because I, so I like Soto. Um, there's nobody else in this team really. Victor Robles. This, you, you Who's know, their? What's their pitching look like? It's probably not very good. Um, what's What's Strasburg's status right now? Uh, hurt or about to be hurt. Yeah. Load management. That's it's Strasburg. By, by the way, how funny would it be if the Mets opener would ends up on uh, Apple TV because of a rain out? Oh, man. The, the, the cause of the fan would be phenomenal. It's so I mean, it's so funny because, like, when I think of baseball fans, this is probably because of the fan. I think yeah. of like the fifty plus guy, like the plumber, blue yeah. collar. Yeah. Like that that guy is not going out of his way for Apple TV. Like he's gonna just fucking turn on the radio. I mean, that's what I'd probably do yeah. too. I mean, I already looked ahead, like the Yanks have two games the whole season on Apple TV. Oh, so I don't good, see yeah. I don't see myself going nuts like for Apple TV figuring it out. Like Well, I was <laughs> I was considering doing Apple TV like getting rid of Netflix. And getting replacing with Apple TV. Um, and then you great. remember T- Tim Cook, so you can't. 
<laughs> well, listen, I, 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 they got good content. They have Oscar winners there, you know. Scorsese should <clears> be there. Uh, yeah. No, I never had a problem with Tim Cook, <laughs> per se. You seem, you seem like you don't like him. <laughs> Not a big fan. I'm not a big fan, but I'm, I'm, I am – I go where the content is, you know. I don't know. I'm kind of – I've been through Netflix. I've been through Netflix a million times. Um, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, not sure I need to stick around there anymore. But anyway, and now like just with the idea that there is live baseball on Friday nights through them, but through my phone, through my provider, I, I do get the package. So, but um, do they block out? Uh, do they block out local? You know, um, yes, the package would block out local. I don't know how it would handle the Apple TV thing. Yeah. Because if it's just if the Apple TV and the Amazon thing are like the the local broadcasts, I don't know how that works. Well, no, I think it would. No, I don't think you're going to get blacked out um, with Apple TV for local broadcasts. I meant just for the package. Oh yeah, just the package they block out. Yeah. All right. So. All right. So we'll see. We'll and right now it's only two. Right now it's only two games. Apple TV. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not doing it for the Yanks. I just it was like oh and oh it's an added bonus. Like and I get that too. And Amazon yeah. Prime, I think, is like twenty games. So right, whatever you they want to make. Those, they want to make. They want to make things fucking difficult. We said those are the PIX games. Those are the PIX games. It was to be mostly Friday night. I think. Whatever. Got to go to Friday night games. Um. All right, so our Nationals, our team? Yeah, I'll go with Nationals. All right, their number is 70 and a half. All right. So Sunday, Sunday poor 2022 shitty team is the Nationals. I'm in. Juan Soto. Yeah, if anything, you could watch a possible triple crown type guy. <laughs> Nelson Cruz is over there. Patrick Corbin, he's on like year three of his 12 year deal. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not a good team. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm looking at the roster right now, it doesn't really jump off the page. Man. Josh Bell, Sean Doolittle. Yeah, all right. Well, Juan Soto, a lot of pressure. Josh Bell, former pirate, was following pirates around. Cesar Hernandez, the second baseman. Yep. He's a scrappy little guy. Did they make a trade? Was there a trade? They get who they get Caesar, how they get Cesar Hernandez and Mikhail Franco. Those are both Phillies guys. Are they? Did they make a trade with the Phillies? I don't know. Uh Alcides Escobar, Lane Thomas, Victor Robles, Juan. So I'm not an embarrassing team. They're not as bad. Not as bad. They got Gerardo Parra on the bench. It's not bad. A few things have to go right, but you know Nelson Cruz could put, still could hit thirty in his fucking sleep. Right. I mean Nelson Cruz hasn't. He hasn't. Been, no signs of slowing down. Yeah, I'm, that's a that's a potential overpick for you right there. Seven and a half. All comes down to the pitching, you know. Pitchers come. You know, you don't have to score ten runs a game. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 they're four and eleven in uh, in spring training. 
Not that that matters. No, nah, saving them. Saving them. All right. Well, if you're on sale of baseball, we can move on and do a quick 10 seconds on Masters. Yeah, go ahead. I have nothing. I have nothing on the Masters. Um, I, I, I have no feel for it this year at all. Uh, everybody is playing like up and down this year. The defending champ Matsuyama's kind of hurt. Or Matsuyama hurt. won last year. Hideki. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, uh, there, you know, there's the usual suspects. Everybody's looking out for Rory. He needs to, he needs to win this for his uh, career slam. I think that's the only, only thing he's missing from his resume. Um, you know, Patty Reed, Justin Thomas, the usual John Rahm, uh, who I think it's like something, I think he dipped out of the rankings um, at some point. This is his first tournament back in the rankings. But um, let's see. I think my pick, I think I'm just rolling with this guy because I'm a glutton for punishment. And I had him, I think I had him in the Phoenix Open to win. And he ended up blowing it like the 16th hole or something. It was then I finished like fifth or something. Is Jordan Spieth, who just came off like a terrible putting performance last week. So maybe not the right time to, to get on Spieth. But, um, yeah, what happened to that dude? He just can't putt. He has – oh, no, this last week had, like, a just a horrible week. Like, I don't know exactly what happened. I read about it briefly, but he just uh, – horrible on the greens. But maybe he gets right here uh, at Augusta. He's plus 2,200 to win. I like picking guys outright to win and just riding them. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Rahm is plus 1,000. He's your favorite right there. Justin Thomas plus 1,200. Uh, Dustin Johnson, always a fun pick. I'm not sure uh, about him, but he, I do like to ride uh, with Dustin sometimes. He's a fun guy to watch and be behind when he's in contention. Uh, Kepka, who uh, I think he missed a cut last year, but he was hurt last year. Um, he's another guy that like putting a few bucks behind. Um, but for me personally, I think the bet I'm definitely going to go with, I'm definitely going to ride with Spieth. Also, one of my good golf buddies hates speed, so I like riding with, with that. I like riding with the hate. So uh, this is my dream to actually win with them one time and send them the fucking slip, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> just looking down the list here. Uh, I have a guy I'm just going to throw out there. Okay. 55 to 1, Adam Scott. Okay, good pick. He's won before. Yeah. He's, won, he's he's seen the ball go through the hoop before. All right. I, I like that. Okay. He's an Australian. Yeah. He won no. nine, nine years ago, nine year anniversary. Good player. Um Yeah. He's still he's forty one. I mean still in the prime of his career. Still looks like he's in good shape. Oh yeah, forty one could could win at, at Augusta. Yeah. Uh, you want to get a little nuts? There's always yeah. Francisco Mount Molinari. Okay. Plus, 20, plus 25,000. Make a quick oh. five, make a, make a quick five grand on a $20 bet. Not a quick five grand, four days. Um, and let's see. 
Uh, don't 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 bother with Tommy Fleetwood. Although I said it, so maybe do bother with Tommy Fleetwood plus eight thousand. And oh, always a favorite, Tony Finau plus six thousand. Oh, um, not a bad yeah, not not bad odds on a on a good on a good player. Let's see how he's been playing. What about uh, Danny Willett? Didn't he win before? Danny Willett. Did he? I don't know the name. I mean, he might have. I think he won the year. Spieth blew up. 30,000 to one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did win. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Adam Scott. I'm locking in Adam Scott as my pick. I like it. 55 to one. Let's see, Fina. How's Fina been playing? Fina, time for thirty third at the Genesis. Fina, uh, Mr. Cut. Yeah, all these guys—they have like weird. Like, just everybody's up and down this year. Nobody's dominant right now. Nineteenth. That's going back. Oh man, this is back last year. Seventh at the. But you know, that's the thing with the Masters. Everybody's gearing up for the Masters. Everybody's that's it. They just want to get, um, just want to get to the Masters playing their best golf. So if they miss a cut, as long as they can tune up the right way, uh, ahead of it. Let's see who's the number one in the world right now. Oh, well, Scotty Scheffler is number one in the world. John Rahm, Colin Marikawa. Victor Hovland and Patrick Cantlay. Any of those names? Cantlay, yeah. What's he at? Cantlay? Yeah. What's his number? Patrick Cantlay. <laughs> Plus 2,500. Okay. I was, I was looking for a little bit bigger odds on that guy. Uh, and John Rahm is the favorite. John Rahm's the favorite. Yeah, when he's on, he's on. He's great. Um, plus a thousand. Let's see. Francesa, I listened the podcast. I listened to Francesa. He said he likes Kepka. Yeah, I think everybody's waiting for Kepka to kind of get back to form, get healthy, and and uh, get back to form. So we'll see. Adam Scott, you got to put a, you got to put at least five bucks on Adam Scott, man. All right, there done. Nice. All right, there's there it is your uh, 2022 Masters preview <laughs> by <laughs> by two of the best in the game. Um. All right, what do you got? Anything else? We wrap it up. Call the show. I think that's I think that's a wrap. All right. Well, thanks as always for spending the time with us here at Sunday Poor. We'll be back here. Uh, I don't know. I'll talk to Hank. We'll figure it out. We'll be back here at some point. Um, no, we'll, I don't know if we'll go a regular Thursday show or what. I'll have an odd week. Um, but we'll figure it out. You'll hear us then. Thanks for listening this time around, Ant. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will uh, talk to you later on in the week. Hope we didn't tease everybody too much with the uh, G League stuff and not get not get into it.
people are. Uh, I don't know if that's the kind of content people want. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to find a. I gotta find a box score on this game. <laughs> no, there's no way it's on ESPN. Oh, Moses Moody, I know him. Warriors. He was. Uh, he was on Arkansas last year. All right, there you go. Lottery pick, I believe. He was. Uh, I hitched my wagon to him. Arkansas had him winning it all last year. Did not work out. Lost to Baylor. There's one guy. We found one guy. NBA uh, G League. Is that all right? I got, I, yeah, Moses Moody. Uh, he's two for seven tonight. Six points. Yeah, can't fucking shoot the ball. Here you go. Uh, Kendall Smith, Jerome Robinson, uh, Salom Maigwe, Moses Moody, and Caleb Ledoux. God, I don't know any of them besides Moody. Chris Chioza. That's a name, right? Oh, uh, what was the name again? Chris? Chris Chioza. Chris Chioza, yeah. Like to, Texas? Florida? Oh, yeah, Florida. Florida. Yeah. Little, little like point guard dude? Yeah, 5'11, yep. Yeah. All right, in the South Bay Lakers, uh, Chaundy Brown Jr., Nate Pierre Lewis, Jay Huff, Mason Jones, Mac McClung. Oh, Mac McClung, that's um, – where's he from? He was on uh, Texas Tech team that won. Was he on Texas Tech? Yeah, he's, yeah, Tech, he's, yeah. Yep, he's a Texas Tech guy. I don't know if he was on the team that won, but he's a real little guy. Mason Jones, another Arkansas guy. Oh, okay. Oh, Mason, Mac McClung was on Georgetown, too. I don't remember that. Shawnee Brown Jr. is a Michigan guy. Okay, that name I don't know. Uh, what what are the brackets here? I want to see who the top team is in the G League. Top team in the G League are Raptors 905, 24 and 8. Um, let's see his roster here. Moses Moody, I mean, perfect example of a guy who probably should have went back to school. Uh, but why you're gonna go put you go get paid and go to the G League? I know it just. You got you to gotta take that money, but I'm just saying development-wise. That's what the G League is for now. You don't have to worry about it. I think, you, I think you could develop in college. I think playing in those atmospheres that we just saw, like in the Final Four, Yeah, I think that means something. Like, yeah, your game, you can craft your game in the G League, but, like, there's, like, stuff you can't put on paper that you can learn, like, in college. In big that's, fair. that's fair. There's some, there's some uh, truth to that, I'm sure. Uh. All right, so the best team, that Raptors team, uh, they're oh, – this is – okay, everything's skewed here because they have guys that played like a couple of games for them. They had one guy who played one game and dropped 40, so he leads the league in points – he leads the team in points for a game with 40 points per game. <laughs> what's, his, what's his name? Svi Mikalikuk? Mikalikuk? Svi Mikalikuk? I don't know. He went to Kansas. I don't know him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where he is. Now. He, he must be in the. He must be. Oh wait, is there an there's an Akatakumpo? There's a Giannis brother on this team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this guy's on the big. Uh, the guy's been in the league for years. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. 
Svimit Galik. He's a Ukrainian pro. Uh, he's been in the league since 2018. Played for the Lakers, Detroit, Oklahoma City, and Toronto. Oh, all right. So that's the best team. That, that's the best team right now. Well, he played one game and dropped 40. Gotcha. But yeah, they're, they're the top seed. Um, try to see where I can get. It's not letting me do The Windy City Bulls. Are they good? Uh, I oh, they have Bryce Alford from UCLA. Mm. Reggie Perry, leading scorer on the Toronto team. <laughs> Uh, all right. What about do this? There you go. League leaders, not per game, because Isaiah Thomas played three games and averaged forty-one points per game in the G League. Not developing anybody. You do that shit. You just let Isaiah Thomas come in and run shit. Um. I don't know any of these guys. Well, Justin Jackson. Oh, Austin Meadows is on the Tigers now? Wow. Oh, yeah. Good pick of that under. Over. Oh. oh, oh. Over oh. and under. Oh, yeah. No, I was thinking about, yeah, I was thinking about Tampa. <laughs> My, hey, the one good thing I said about Tampa was they have Austin Meadows. So, there you go. I have more. Wow, all right. Tigers can be going places. Carson Edwards. Uh, oh, I know him, Purdue. Yep. Yeah, he's got the mo- he, most most points in the league this year. The Celtics drafted him. Uh, it's just a Celtics team. It looks like he – are these teams linked up with their pro team, like the Salt Lake City Stars? I assume, Should be. I assume Should that's be. a Utah team, right? Yeah, Carson Edwards is really good. Uh, he was on a Purdue, Purdue team that should have went to the Final Four. If, you, if you've heard that before, <laughs> stop me. Stop uh, me. This is new. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I didn't get. Yeah, I didn't get as quite as excited for the G League playoffs as maybe we hoped. But no, no, not quite. I just want to know if these if these are series or if they're playing one and duns. Let's see. What's uh, the f- format? There's Mac McClung right now going to the line. Oh, well, it looks like it's some sort of round robin or something. Yeah. Uh, because they have – so it looks like the first game is the playoffs. This is it. Tonight's the opening night of the playoffs. Um, it's like you have uh, the Warriors and the Lakers are playing now and then tomorrow. What the? I'm confused. Oh, so I guess because – okay. So the, – the, the Long Island Nets lost the Delaware Blue Coats. So the Blue Coats. The Blue Coats. 
The blue oh, cards yeah. are common. Yeah, it looks like it's one and done. Okay, I thought maybe it was. I thought maybe it was like a round robin, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you gotta you can't be having people sit through seven games of this. Texas Legends, right? And a couple teams got buys, so I got you. Okay, I I see you now. Yeah, one and done. Uh, it looks like the championship will be Sunday, April seventeenth. Nice. And, the, and I guess the runner-up game. There's two games that day. Uh, perfect. Can't wait. Put it in your calendar. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Good shit, man. I will uh, – thanks for making me put on Encore. Here's a Glaber Torres at bat. First Glaber at bat of the season for me. <laughs> Having a pretty good spring. I think he might be leading the team in something. That's good. There's not strikeouts. That's good. Joey Galloway's off second. Here's the pitch outside, just outside. It's a ball. Uh, they're experiencing technical audio issues. On the yes another another young arm I forgot to mention. Manning. Matt Manning, maybe his name is. All right. Tigers might have a little, little, little uh, White Sox may have a little competition. There's a pitch. Glaber swings. Oh, classic Glaber pop-up to the left side of the infield. <laughs> oh, makes it to the stands, though. And apparently these audio issues also affect the video issues because there is no count, no score, no inning up on TV. Right. It's more issues than specific issues. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not limited to audio issues. They don't have a graphics guy for these games? What the fuck, man? No, this is definitely a fuck. I was watching them yesterday, and they definitely had graphics up. Yeah, this is bullshit. There's Glaber with uh, at least a 1-1 count. Minimum. A minimum 1-1 count. Gallo leads off uh, and is chased back to the mound. Uh, chased back to the base by the pitcher. Matt Manning. I think that's his name. Fifth Manning brother <laughs> looking for an endorsement and a pitch. Oh, that was hittable, but fouled off. Good. I like that. I like that he fouled off a, a pitch that he wasn't going to do anything with. Yeah. That's a, that's a good sign from Glaber right there. I feel like a pitch like that. Hit a dinger yeah. yesterday. There you go. Glaber off Kyle Gibson. Nice. We like beat on Kyle Gibson. <laughs> I feel like a pitch like that, he like he's down on his knee, like all like all off balance, shaking his head, walking back to the dugout. And pre, I mean, whatever. It's spring training. Good eye, spring training game, but uh, it's a, it seems like a good sign. Like one pitch that I saw. <laughs> not, that, not that he never hit foul balls last year, but here, here and there, sporadic foul balls. Just, just going off this at bat. Oh, see, there it is. Hanging curveball, swinging a miss. <laughs> yeah, swung right through it. All right, end of the inning. All right, well, good shit. I'll get this out and uh, share our talents with the world. All right. Talk to you later, all right? All right. All right peace. peace.